Hey everybody, welcome to Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me as always is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And if you've never heard the Top 5 Podcast before, the way this works, we pick a topic and then we make our list in secret, and we get together on this episode to discuss um, our Top 5 of whatever the topic is. And this week, we are doing a Top 5 Movie Toys um, in honor of the release of not one, not two, but three films featuring a toy in the uh, the main role. Um, we have Toy Story 4, uh, the much anticipated by many and concerned by others, um, but seems to be a success overall so far. Uh, the new take on Child's Play um, with Mark Hamill helming Chucky. And uh, the next week, the third installment and like the seventh or eighth installment in the franchise... Annabelle coming home, I think is what it is. Um, oh, I thought it was homecoming. Oh, it's not homecoming. That's Spider Man. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is coming out next week on a Wednesday, I believe, too. So it's not even a. They're not even waiting oh. until Friday. So we have three films within a week of each other, all featuring toys in the lead, or at least in a major plot development type of way. Um, and so we decided to look back through film history and pull our favorite toys. Uh, used in movies or starring in movies or you know maybe brought by movies however you approach this um it was not the easiest list i will say um without i could have just listed like toy story characters but i tried not to um cheater i'm glad you didn't that would have been cheating (laughs) i mean it wouldn't (laughs) um but i do love the toy story franchise uh tell me i've seen toy story 4 and actually i've seen toy story 4 twice and I've seen Child's oh. Play already. Um, I've not seen uh, Annabelle yet because it's not out officially yet, and I didn't attempt to get a screener for it. Um, have you guys had a chance to see Toy Story yet? Nope. Nope. I've told you why I haven't gotten the movies lately. Yeah. We had a surprise. Uh, you know what? I'll just tell you. So our smallest dog, which I don't consider dog because it's a chihuahua, and that whole breed is questionable as it is anyway. Um. <laughs> He looked like he was cosplaying Rocky from the original Rocky. If he could speak, I could almost imagine him saying, Cut me, Mick, cut me. Because he had this, you know, it just looked like a small bruise. And then the next morning, this was not even a bruise. It's like puffiness around the eye. Oh, man. Then the next day, it was worse. It was like reddish. It looked, just imagine Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, you know, whatever round, let's say round 12, just because I'm being random and picking. So, um, uh, long story short, we were told, oh, he probably going to have to have three teeth taken out because of an abscess. Uh-huh. He had ten. Ten teeth ten taken teeth. out. So, but he's handled it like a champ. I've, I've been pretty good to him, except I've heard him go back to his old whiny ways lately in the last couple of hours. But um, he's looking at me. He's looking at the crunchy food. I'm like, I got you. Because they told us what to do. I'm not buying him wet food. Um they said to do something with it. So, that's put a crimp on our... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd be interested. I mean, I've missed Godzilla. I haven't seen that yet. I don't think I'm going to get a chance to see it at the big screen. 
curious about child's play. I like Mark Hamill, and I'd like to. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I know. like Aubrey Plaza, but it just yeah, she's good it too. Looks so bad, and they're just trying Ooh. so hard. It looks so bad. I the not even apologize one about didn't that. Look very good. I truthful. Yeah, I was a kid when that came out, and it was a little creepy. Um. I haven't watched it as an adult, though. I feel like I should go back and watch that. But I don't I like how they're, like, trying to, like, really? modernize it either. Yeah. It, I, 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 from what I'm hearing, it's kind of falling in, uh, like, it's very polarizing. Um, I did not enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like the movie was, it was, like, off tonally and it didn't really... At least it didn't click with me tonally. If it, if it was like you know doing what it was trying to do, but I I did not enjoy it. Um, I was I was kind of bored for parts of it, and it was only an hour and a half, and it was it felt a little longer. But um, I don't want to you know distract anybody from seeing it. If you want to see it, go see it. Of course, I have not written my review just yet, um, but I saw it this afternoon, and uh, I was I was ready for it to be done. Um, well, had you had you seen the original? Yeah, I'm actually a big fan of the original. The, um, so does it appeal to the original in any way? Um, Are there any homages? Because, again, I'm going into it. I would go into it blind. I have no, yeah. no, I don't know, no fondness. Or I just never, I never was drawn to child's play. Not out of fear. I just never really looked, sought it out. And maybe that's the case here. I'm just not seeking it out. Well, but, um I, I like the first one. Actually, I think I like the first two or, or three um, because I found it, like, it's it's dark and it's it's creepy, but it's also, there is a, a weird, like, humorous element, kind Funny. of Freddy Krueger-ish. Um, this one goes, uh, it completely drops the original storyline. I It really didn't need to be a Child's Play movie. Like, it could have just been, like, new talking robot doll because um, that's the, the original movie it's um a serial killer uses like voodoo i believe or some other type of black magic to Mm -hmm. put his soul into a doll and um to avoid like being arrested by the police and um so like chucky has a motive chucky has you know goals ambitions uh in those movies (laughs) are Um, you saying this is a freeloader chucky we've gotten we've gotten a millennial chucky like okay, the, <laughs> have you seen AI? Like uh, yes. artificial intelligence? Yes, which definitely plays into this. This movie is very much in line, closer to that, with I... Chucky's motivations um, as to why he does what he does. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but early in the movie, uh, like when he first gets the doll, because uh, it's much. It's not like the other movies, just a doll and it's not supposed to do anything it's just a doll um this one is like a siri doll like it's as if amazon decided rather than a little circular cylinder we're gonna have a moving robotic animatronic alexa and it's going to be able to control all of your devices just like it does but it's also gonna be able to hug you and walk around and love you so leaps and bound different but the one of the first things is what do you want i said alexa uh one of the big differences (laughs) is it wants to be named when you like what's my name and i'm not gonna say the joke because it's but the joke to me was so cheesy and a little too much meta humor um 
that I, I was instantly kind of just... And that wasn't what checked me out, but I was like... It definitely didn't help the movie's cause. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, I'd be surprised. Um, and again, I'm not a huge horror fan, although I don't really feel like the movie does a good job with the horror elements. Um, it definitely... It tries to pay tribute, uh, not just to Child's Play, the old one, but I would say to, like... 80s nostalgia in in a general sense like there's a couple of movie references um specifically like that have nothing that aren't horror references there is definitely um some horror references as well i, I just it it didn't work for me uh mostly and i gotta say it wasn't really the performances because it's not just aubrey plaza brian tyree henry who has been terrific in everything lately um that he's been in uh he's fine in this so is aubrey plaza um, the kids aren't bad. Uh, there's the kids like older, I think, than he was in the original. Um, but I think he does a solid job for the most part. It's just I just think the movie's not really well put together. But um, well, nonetheless, it is the inspiration for this week's list. Uh, we're gonna be getting into that. Um, Corey will be starting us off this week. But before we get into our list of top five movie toys. We like to be able to say whatever we want, so Corey. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about these movies, maybe in great detail. You can go to brokerviews.com and see each of our list. Otherwise, full steam ahead. And then uh, we like to discuss Mike's list ahead of time because there's a good chance Mike's movies are not going to be ones that we have seen uh, or we maybe even haven't heard of. And so Corey and I like to wager how many of his films we have seen Um Corey, since you're going first for the list, I think I get to go first for Mike. And I'm going to say I've seen two of Mike's five movies on this week's <sighs> list. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. he, he took your bid. Yeah, he did. I'm going with one. one sorry, sounds no, fair. sorry. No. Makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Um, that said, Corey, why don't you start us off? What is your number five movie toy? So, I'm wondering how many liberties you guys took with your lists. What does that mean? What What do you mean? Because I did have a hard time with this list. I looked at my movies, you know. Mm-hmm. I looked mm-hmm. at some lists and stuff. Um, I mean, uh, I feel... Bill said I could get away with this one, but I don't really know. Okay. It's a toy. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> does, it, does it roll downstairs does it i don't remember the rest of it every time i think of slinky i just think of the log um yeah that's what i was thinking of but i don't remember the rest of the. i can sing the log song okay so i feel like i should just not okay too late i'm in yeah. okay so i went with and i feel like this is maybe a little too adult for this <gasps> Podcast. Good night. Is it like a necklace that has very large beads or something? Oh my god, what? <laughs> no! I went with you, Bianca. You opened the, you opened I went with door. Bianca. Okay. From Lars and the Real Girl. She's oh. technically a toy. That's close. That's close to the necklace with. <laughs> She's technically a toy. Can yeah. I get away with that? If not, I have a back. I have no, backups. no. I mean, it's, there's no real stipulations here. She's not alive and she is human-like so and it is uh a real doll i believe is the yeah. official name so yeah i think that yeah. counts okay perfect um i 
Uh, some of these I tried to not bring back the same movies, but I love this movie. Every once in a while, I still go back to it. I love that she's kind of what I guess that Lars doesn't realize how much he means to the town, and she kind of helps him realize that, and everyone comes together for him. I don't really know what else to say about <laughs> this toy, but he never uses it for what it's intended for. <laughs> that. That's true. Wow, She's well, even the community treats the toy like a real person. Um, yeah. They, because of him, they, they are kind to her and him. Um, like, she volunteers reading, and, you know, she volunteers, I'm using quote, you know, finger quotes here, um, she gets to go to the beauty salon, and they do her hair, she's also, um, wheel, bound to a wheelchair. Yeah, well, because, yeah, not real. Yes, these are all of his, you know... Well, interesting. I'm looking. Um, the director's name is Craig uh, Gillespie, which I didn't realize he's the same director who did I, Tanya. And next oh. year, he is doing a movie called Cruella, uh, a live-action prequel featuring oh, the film following a young Cruella DeVille <sighs> with Emma Stone cast as Cruella DeVille, as the young Cruella Sorry, DeVille. I, I'm just having uh, imaginations of her, images of her as a young female Dahmer trying to skin small animals to make some sort of fetch. Uh, uh, I mean, come on. That's that's cruel. I mean, is, is that not what she wants to do? Well, he also directed... Um, uh, I like I, Tanya quite a bit. And he also directed... Um, yeah. That was great. It was great. Um, I just blinked on it, even though I was literally just looking at it. I really like the movie. Why can't I think of I'm it? I'm sorry. It's a, it's a Jeffrey Dahmer oh, comparison, wasn't it? 2011 uh, Fright Night he directed, which I'm a big fan of. Oh, um, yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, yeah, big fan of that movie, um, with Anton and my boy Tom Farrell. Um, yeah, I've, I've only seen, uh, Lars and the Real Girl once, but I really liked it. Um, it was like the first time I think I saw Gosling in something where I was like, hey, he's not just a pretty boy. And then I went into all of his other filmography. I'm like, oh yeah, no, he's a really talented actor. One of my favorites, in fact. Um, have you, have you seen The Believer? Uh, I don't think so. Is that a Gosling okay, her, vehicle? Yes, it is. I forgot it was him. Um, oh, I can't remember the other leads. I want to say River Phoenix's sister. Summer Phoenix. Uh, Summer, yeah. Summer Phoenix. Um, but the other two, there's two adults uh, that play the parents that were recognizable names that are escaping me. But yeah, it's uh, it's a it, think of like American History X, but a different. It's like a, almost like a companion piece, but not sort of. Yeah. Because it has to do with a, a Jewish kid who really gets himself into neo-Nazis uh, movement um, deliberately, and that's what he wants to do. And I, I just kind of I was scrolling through because I did finally finish what? Only God, Only God Can Judge, and I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, it, 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 you could uh, anybody watching me could have seen the gears turning. I'm like, oh, that's it. that. It, I never placed it, and I'd seen it before, but yeah, that that one should have long ago clued me in that he like you said he's more than a handsome face yeah and if you haven't seen uh drive <laughs> reference other film with oh him. so so good yeah yeah, yeah much just... better much better only god can forgive is very uh the neon demon like 
right? Neon Demon? Yeah, Neon Demon uh, aesthetic, but not storyline. Um, no, not storyline, but yeah. that, that definite feel. Uh, very, very tough to get into. But sure. Valentine. Mike, have you seen Lars and the Real Girl, though? I have not. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I'm sure it's got the quirkiness that I would probably like. I just, it's one of those that I hadn't really sought out. And I will say, well, we did not specify um, top five sex toys. Uh, Corey went that route, <laughs> and it is not wrong. Um, it is listed as a doll, even in the plot description. It says relationship with a doll he finds on the internet. So 100% qualifies uh, for this topic. Um, hopefully there won't be other uh, sex nope. toys popping up. That's the only um, one. Apparently, Corey took I, lots of liberties I, today. Kind of, I did. I purposely don't ask questions sometimes to see what I can get away with. Also, I do want to say that Emily Mortimer and Paul Schneider are in it. Yeah. And also, um, oh, Patricia Clarkson. Who's everyone is. Great. Yes, just so good in this movie. I feel like you would really like it, Mike. I, yeah. I get a feeling I likely very much would. I need to rewatch it. Um, my wife and I watched it several years it's ago. It's on Prime. We both liked it. Um, I own it, actually. Oh, um, I do, too. Yeah, it's probably on Voodoo, I think, too, isn't it? It might be, yeah. And it's okay. definitely, like, it was one I got at, like, the Walmart $4 bin, like, back probably 2009, 2010. Um, oh, you got a deal. Oh, yeah. I'm a deal shopper. All right. That's Corey's number five. Lars and the Real Girl. And uh, Bianca is the uh, name of the doll. Mike, let's go to you. What is your number five? All right, so I had a lot of difficulty putting my list together. What's very interestingly enough, and I found this uh, to be the case with other, my other lists as well, is the honorable mentions lists were re was really easy. Oh. And um, a lot of those could have easily have been in my top five. But you know, as I want to do, I like to give the underdogs a chance. Uh, the other thing, like Corey said, is I very much wanted to avoid repeats but it was really difficult because i was I, I literally just made a change as we were doing the intro because oh, i double checked on one and i can't even put it on honorable mentions because it was a direct to dvd oh. it, it had been intended That's... as a as a film release and it did not it didn't get there um and i'll just give it to you because um it would have been the puppets from puppet master which ended up being a whole franchise yeah. I didn't know that was not ever released in theaters. I double-checked. I, I very much was convinced that at least the first one was. It wasn't. And uh, according to the couple of spots I checked, it was not. And I was a little sad because that was going to be one of my picks. And now you'll never know where it was. But just know I really wanted to put that in there because it fit. And it fits uh, a little bit. You know, it's like Chucky's Cousins in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, original Chucky, not modern day, because no, I, I love those movies. I used to watch them on like HBO and uh, classics. Right. Yeah, they're classics. They're classics. Um, but I have to say, I haven't watched, but maybe the first one. So that said, uh, I'm going all the way back to 1978, and I feel like we've discussed this. It's an early. Oh, um, geez, why did I just go blank on him? Um, it's it, I, I, if I recall correctly, it was done in black and white. It was called Magic, and in Magic, Anthony Hopkins. There, yes, thank you, Tony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins. Very early film. He's a a, a talent, and he wants to be able to. Has a very Twilight Zone feel, because this ventriloquist dummy, who I definitely feel is being nodded to, and Goosebumps and Goosebumps Two, and even a couple other, because it's a very common 
form factor for that toy, you know, a ventriloquist dummy, the way it looks. And that's what they go with. And I mean, it gets to where this inanimate object he is having conversations with and talking and and basically propelling his career forward. And then things turn because, you know, the, the, uh, the dummy does not want to be, you know, overshadowed or overlooked or not being given credit for whatever reasons he's, you know, come up with. He's got legitimate reasons. I mean, he's part of the act success. So. Anthony Hopkins. So it goes from there. But that dummy really, uh, I think, is, I, I guess, nowadays, I mean, we've got Annabelle coming. It's very kind of an archetype. I'll tell and you silence. what, man. Um, Toy Story yeah, 4. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Toy Story 4 uh, features some ventriloquist uh, toys, the ventriloquist no. dummies. I won't say their role or anything, but uh, it definitely harkens back to Dead Silence and Magic and, uh, and the Goosebumps books. Mhm, mhm. Um, and I thought about Goosebumps, but again, that's gotten more exposure. And I want to go back because that's seventy-eight, so that's what forty, forty-one years ago. Ooh. So, well, plus the cast hey. is really interesting. Because um, like Richard Attenborough directed it, and then yes, uh, it's got a pedigree. And Burgess Meredith, man, freaking Rocky second reference uh, tonight, thanks to uh, <laughs> Jimmy. But you know, um, <laughs> wrong. Burgess Meredith, I guess. <laughs> it's over rock um yeah uh i've never seen this movie but i've i've heard about it i think kevin smith has spoke about it um a few times throughout so the years she... oh it's not black and white the still is color and that is a terrifying still look at the like letterbox piercing blue eyes yeah he's a oh look, he's falling for him yeah but look at are you guys on the still for letterbox because if you look that poor, poor Anthony Hopkins is, he's like, hey man, quit harshing my mellow. Behind, he's got, he's kind of got this blurred look. Oh yeah. The focal, yeah, he focal does. Of, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A terrifying love story. It's and, and Corey, this is perfect for your needs. It's it's, just a hundred and seven minute runtime, which I feel Attenborough. That's short for an Attenborough film. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm... compare it to Gandhi, and this is crazy. Gandhi, Chaplin, Magic. Yeah, the 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 films. I mean, a lot of a lot of directors you start with horror though because it's easier to get budget wise is low. Um, but I mean, yeah, and, Shadow I mean... Shadowlands about um, C.S. Lewis, and again reuniting with Anthony Hopkins. Interesting, interesting. Well. That's Mike's number five. Corey, you never saw Magic? Yeah, I have seen this. Okay, I figured. It feels like one. She's already, she's on the board. Are you a fan? Yes, I am. I have only seen it once. Magic or Dead Silence? Oh, Mm. uh, Dead Silence about a million times. Magic, (gasps) once. I love Dead Silence. Which one are you going to take? Are you taking Magic or Dead Silence? It sounds like Dead Silence, but. Oh, I thought that what? Like, which one do you think is better? Is what I'm asking, Corey. God, it's not. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> I'm... it's 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 a it's a dance. The... Wow. I, yeah, I thought she was silence. She's the reason I finally watched Dead Silence because she was at. Uh, I think we did it for Movie Club. Um, well, I mean, I do like James Wan. So. I, I'm a fan of Wan, uh, although I don't know why, because he keeps proving to me that I shouldn't be. Because a lot of the stuff he's done, I don't like, but I like conjuring so much and i like dead silence 
Um, I, mean, I haven't watched Saw. his Fast and the Furious. I do like Saw. I don't like Insidious. I think Insidious is severely overrated. Um, and the franchise that he has created is is dwindling with each freaking release. Yeah, yeah. So, but he hasn't he, nearly no. as involved. Yeah, that's just um, it. And I think that's what bugs me. It's like, don't let Hollywood bastardize your quality uh, movie. It's, uh, he's already signed on the paper. He's gotten paid. They signed off their rights. Did you ever catch de- uh, Death Sentence? No. That one I felt um, I wanted it to be better, but it's I, I feel like it was his take on Death Wish. Oh, interesting. Is it um, horror though, or is it more action? Uh, no, it's more no, it's more like it's it's gritty revenge tale. Okay, I don't know that I would call it horror, but like probably has some disturbing stuff in it because of the revenge yeah nature. yeah. By the, by the time you get to the end, you're like, whoa, okay, time to watch something not so heavy. <laughs> I'm going to watch Little Mermaid. All right. Um, <laughs> let's move on. My number five. I'm going to check out Magic, though. I, w- I wonder if it's on Shudder or something. Um, oh, gosh. I wish I had Shudder again. They're getting ready to come out with some stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, all right. My number five is... I feel mine is my list is kind of not stretching too much. I wish I had some more unique ideas. Because this number five one, I feel like every everybody's going to want. But I will also say I wanted this toy... I had this toy, and I was disappointed because it's nowhere as cool as what it is in the movie. And it's the talk boy from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Um, I am a big Home Alone 1 and 2 fan. I I have seen both movies. I can't even tell you how many times. But I remember going to the theater to see the second film that does feature our president um, in the lobby of a hotel. Um, And seeing him with this little recording device, that was so cool. And I didn't understand how it worked, but like at one point... He records himself talking as his dad calls this phone number and pushes his finger on the little window and it slows the tape down for some reason. That doesn't work in in the real life. Um, it was much. It didn't pick up as good an audio as his did. Of course not. But you know, it, it worked. They created this toy that did not exist and then marketed it and it sure the heck made me uh, want one and I got one for that Christmas. I became very annoying recording everybody's conversations. Um, much like Kevin in Home Alone. Um, oh, I was going to call you a Goldberg. Nah, uh, you know, I couldn't I couldn't resist putting this on my list because this was a toy that I loved and I, I wanted so bad, and I got. Um, it's one of the few movie toys that I uh, got as a kid that, I, like, that was exclusively a movie thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had action figures of the characters and stuff like that, but this was a toy that a character in the movie used and I got to have in real life. And I don't know that there's a lot of opportunities for that. Um, there are, I think more now, uh, as I think movies have become such a product placement, uh, nesting ground that Mm -hmm. products are just being invented in movies now. Um, but when I was a kid, I don't remember a whole lot of other ones where I actually got it. Like I, I remember stuff be like existing in movies, but you wouldn't necessarily chase it down unless it was the thing in the movie. Um, you know, as in like the character or the uh, an action figure version, but this device that Kevin uses, and again, he uses a lot. I mean, it, it's a major plot device throughout the film because he records his uncle singing in the shower. He later uses that to trick Tim Curry. You know, it, it is uh, a recurring device that's used throughout Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and it's a toy that I've never forgotten. I don't know what happened to mine now, though. I wonder if we probably sold it at like a yard sale years ago, uh, and that makes me I sad. Get a f- I get a feeling that if you were sufficiently annoying with it, it got it got thrown out. <laughs> it it like, got oh, dealt it with harshly. Oh, it ran oh, away. You finally fell asleep. Get rid of it. 
I did um so, I did try to uh, emulate though the I didn't go into the bathroom but I knew my aunt was gonna take a shower so I put the recording device on and closed put it in the the bathroom closet because she sang in the shower all the time. Uh, to your lord. Yeah, not the same results as the Home Alone movie. Uh, did not um, good sound quality with it being in the closet. Uh, <laughs> but so, you know, yeah. And all of a sudden it got weird. That's um, not weird. I didn't. I wasn't in the bathroom. Like I hid the. That is true. That's true. You just so, wanted to hear your. You could have just asked. I was me to sing emulating for you. the movie. I was getting ready in case I ever got trapped in a, in a hotel alone in New York, and I needed to trick the maitre D. You know, I was prepared. Do you want? Right. You want concierge? You wanted to trick that sweet transvestite. <laughs> well, now it got weird. All right, so have you guys? <laughs> um, you guys have both seen Home Alone too, right? I mean, like that's a classic holiday movie, in my opinion. Yes, I'm having Trump. Uh, memories though but yes and uh, oddly enough in, in doing research for the list that kept, popped up and I, I yeah. genuinely did not remember it um, but I was like look at the size of that look at the size of it it's like Sputnik it was the thing was huge. A few, I mean, yeah, it's it's like it's a handheld, but it's not. It's bigger than a hand, like, it's like a brick. It's much bigger than Kevin's hands. Yeah, yeah. He, he needed both hands to operate that effectively. He could have he could have he could have tied a string around it and swung it off the top balcony. It would have had the same effect as the paint cans on the robbers. Yeah, and I, 1992. So I was like 10 years old when the movie came out, and. I probably got it the following Christmas would be my guess. So that's you know. what I bet you people. I bet you there were some Christmas uh, store fights for it. And, it's possible. Uh, and you know why I probably died because Sony's a closed system, so they didn't want to share stuff. Probably. That's the eventual de- demise. Eventual demise of the talk boy. Yeah, I can't believe this movie is two hours long. Um, Oof. That Corey, you, you're silently. Is this going to pop up on your list? I'm guessing she's uh, she's talking no. us right now. Oh, she's just... that's what's happening. All right. Um, well, let's go to uh, to you. We're back to you for number four. Okay. Um, I. So we talked about Child's Play earlier, but in high school, I really liked Jennifer Tilly. Oh, okay. And so I decided to go with Tiffany from Bride of Chucky. Okay. It's not, like, a great movie, but, like I said, and I haven't actually seen it in a while, but um, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it lately. Um, and I just really, I guess, like, Tiffany, like, her, I like that she was vintage and badass and, you know. Holy crap, Katherine Heigl's in this movie. What? what? Yeah, she plays Jade. Is she, like, six? I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't, I feel like I had to have seen this one at some point. No, she's like the teenage never... protagonist. I don't remember. Like, there's well, a picture of Chucky holding a gun to her head. Yeah, Chucky's so scary looking in this one, man, with the, the staples and crap in his head. You must be on IMDb. I'm trying to find that picture. I am on IMDb. Um, I, I was, I was shocked. It's Chucky related that the one blonde from 90210, not Tori Spelling oh. and not Jenny Garth was uh the one protagonist in the first child's play huh yeah i don't i don't know but i i don't remember if i ever finally i had to have seen at least parts of this one because i watched like all of the other ones um i haven't seen the ones after this one i think this might have been where i checked out 
uh, Same. on the franchise. Because I, I know there's like Cult of Chucky from a few years ago. And then, Seed of whoa. Chucky. Seed of Chucky, which got... Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, you know that a lot of actresses get their start in horror movies. Um, yeah. But man, uh, yeah. Tiffany, that was a cool like kind of side pull. Because like, I would have expected Chucky first, but... Um, Chucky freaks me out too much to put him on my list, so no. But there is something really creepy about dolls. Like I have talked about, like I know that we all watched movies that a lot of parents probably wouldn't let their kids watch. But I legitimately be remember being afraid of my Barbies coming to life and murdering me for some reason. So I would always cover my my Barbies. I had too many, so I kept them in a hamper and I don't know why i thought a blanket would keep them in but i was like five <laughs> there's just something so creepy about dolls of any kind it's like putting a child in a horror movie yeah yeah i get that it is andy it is All um right. it's interesting that uh the kid in chucky in child's play the first one and in the remake is named andy and then Toy Story would come out. <laughs> yeah. Andy. Toys. Yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the memes? I thought I sent one. Uh, the the promotional stuff that they're doing for the new uh, Child's Play, where like he's killing all the Toy Story toys. Uh, I've seen that one, but I've okay. seen a couple other things that were drawing the comparison, which is valid. Yeah. Um, that's kind of crazy. I, I, uh, Chris Sarandon is in the first one. I forget that. Um, you know, he's Chris Sarandon. Yeah, he's Sarandon in Fright from Night. Fright Night. Yep. Yep. I, I'm a fan of his, um, especially in Friday Night. But he's in something else that I like a lot too. Uh, maybe Child's Play. But um, all right, well, Mike, have you seen uh, Bride of Chucky? Nope. But which makes sense because you even beyond, the original, so. uh, uh, yeah, even beyond high school, I really love the Tilly sisters. It's Jennifer and uh, uh, what's the other sister? But they're both great, and so I just didn't give this one a chance. I'm a fan. I, oh. I feel like she hasn't done anything in a while. Last I knew, she had been uh, playing poker or something. You know, she's actually a really good uh, poker player, apparently. I, um, <laughs> I've been—I really want to watch Bound, which is the uh, first yep, Wachowski the Wachowskis, film. Wachowskis, yep. And um, she's in that with uh, Mira Servino, I think. Um, well, there it is. Popped it on her top four. Uh, no, J- uh, Gina Gershon. Excuse me. Um, yeah, and. Uh, and Joe Pantoliano. Yep, Joey Pants. Uh, yep. But, um, yeah, it looks like she's done some voice acting. And then, yeah, she's supposed to be, like, a legit, like, really great poker player. So she does not need to act, apparently. <laughs> but um, she was also, she got, you know, cast a lot to be, like, the the big boob girl. You know, like, in Liar Liar, she's the, the defendant for Jim Carrey's lawyer character. Um, and they really like push her cleavage to like the max, and uh, I think maybe with Hollywood as she got older, that probably became less of a desirable thing, and so she probably got pushed aside because Hollywood is sexist, um, mm. especially towards older. Or well, maybe ageist is a better term here, um, but it's both. I guess it's both. But uh, that's possible, or maybe she, like I said, she's a legit professional poker player, so maybe she doesn't need to uh, to act. She's just, having fun kicking guys butts in poker Meg Tilly Meg Tilly Meg Tilly's her sister who I really loved I don't know which is she in something big uh the big chill um 
Leaving Normal is another one. A lot of, a lot of little weird, little quirky. Hmm. Agnes of God. Psycho yeah. 2. I've seen Psycho uh, 2 probably. Ooh, Anti-Birth. Good gravy. Okay. Well, let's uh, move to your number four, Mike, before uh, we... Sorry, I got sidetracked. I know. My number four. I'm going with a... If neither of you have seen this, I'd be totally shocked. I'm going to 1991. I'll keep my intro short. Um, it makes a very quick appearance. Uh, it's referred to it near the beginning parts of this film, and then it plays a not pivotal, but it's a nice little ending circle thing at the end of Hook. When Toodles gets his marbles back, he mentions oh. it, you know, and I mean that is a legit toy. Yeah, no, that's and a good he one. He gets man. his marbles, marbles back, and he's back to I'm guessing not being because they kept them. They, they didn't have the heart to put him into. A, you know, a, 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 a guided, a assisted living home, yeah, retirement home, whatever you want to call it at the time or even now. It's they just didn't want to, so they kept them. You know, when they kept them at home, and it's because he truly had lost his marbles. Yeah, man, I never put together that the kid from Hook was in Can't Hardly Wait as the nerd. Never put that yeah. together. Um, wow, didn't tell just now. I just looked at his picture, I immediately knew it. I was like, yeah. Hey, yeah. It's like he stretched oh, out. I haven't seen Hook in such a long time, and I really, really, really liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, um, it's one of those movies that has its very large fan base, and then a huge fan base of people who, well, fan base is the wrong word, a, few, a, a large number of people who hate this movie. Um, Spielberg has spoken about it, and basically kind of puts it as a, as a negative, but as a kid, yeah, I love this film. Um, oh, I have not see. watched it as an adult, so I have no idea if it if I would enjoy it or not. But um, I, I, I it still holds up to me that whole you know a dad trying to redeem himself for being basically an absentee father, which isn't you know it's not nothing like that's going to have an instant fix. But that got to me. If if we're going to look at something that Spielberg has done horribly, uh, jump to nineteen forty one. That. Is, he probably won't even talk about it much. So that's old school. And then I mean, um, a lot of people Amistad. They not that it was bad, but that uh, maybe Spielberg wasn't the right guy to direct Amistad. Um, mm. But uh, I, I, you know, I am fond of this, and I definitely I remember the Marvel thing immediately. Like even having not seen it in a long time, uh, as soon as you said Marvel, I was like, oh yeah. Or actually, when you hinted at what it was, I was like, oh my god, the Marvels. That's such a good one because that's a toy that I think kind of gets overlooked in general, right? Like, I had marbles as a kid, but I don't think I ever actually played a game of marbles. They, they were the Pokemon cards of their time. People had them, but didn't know what the what the larger ones for. They just had their marbles, and yeah. I was that way too. Um, I loved my marbles. I don't know. What, now I want to know what got, what happened to them. Oh, um, you know that, marbles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I have. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I like that poll. That's a good one. Um, a, a fun kind of take on it, too. Because I, I struggled sometimes because, like, I know there's more toys, like, just in movies. Because that's the thing. They don't have to be the centerpiece. They don't have to be featured. Uh, they just have to be in the movie, technically. There was no, like, I didn't say it had to be a, the main character's favorite thing or the or the MacGuffin of the film. But, um... The- the hardest thing to find, though, and I, even limiting in this, my wife was helping me out a little. She had one or two suggestions, but most of them are going to be films based on toys or toy, yeah. you know, films with toys that come to life. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. 
I have ideas as to what I, and you know what? I might even make one more change. Change. Uh, this reminded me of something, so I will be thinking on that possibly. Well, um, while you do right. that, I'll do this. I'll go to my number four. Um, my number four, I went with a movie I actually could have pulled several toys from because uh, two of the guys work at. Well, actually, I'm sorry, one of the guys. Uh, and that are our main three characters work in a toy store and so he constantly brings home damaged merchandise and they have toys all over their apartment but i went with the water guns in the movie airheads because the water <laughs> guns are used to uh break into the radio station and sets up basically the whole plot and the movie if you haven't seen it brendan fraser steve buscemi adam sandler are a band uh i love this movie i, I find it so funny and i love the I don't love the music, but I like the music in it. Like, there's really only one song that it really affects. But this is probably my favorite. It, I I think it's such a different character for Steve Buscemi, and I really like him in this because he's almost unrecognizable to me because he looks really cool in this film as Rex. Like his hair and his beard, he doesn't look like he always kind of looks a little freaky. I I don't mean to insult the man. It's but those it, eyes. It's the eyes, right? But in this, with that hair and stuff. He looks like a rock musician for like so much, um, and Sandler is is he's an idiot in this, but he's kind of quiet and subdued, which is so counter the Sandler persona. Um, and I am a big Brendan Fraser. Uh, I you know I love Encino Man. I love this movie. I love The Mummy. Like I will fight over The Mummy if anyone's gonna diss that film. Um, and uh, when I was thinking, because I I considered using the Crash. They have a crash test dummy um, toy at one point. Stretch Armstrong is a, a like. There's a scene where they shoot it with the water guns, but the water guns are so essential to the plot of this film that I was like, "Hey, there you go. That's the that's the the end here." And I love them because they 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 really do like play a big role throughout the plot. Because at one point, um, when they finally it's revealed that they don't have real weapons, is because the water gun breaks and the the pepper juice leaks out. Um, and they do have pepper sauce in it, so it's not just water that they're they're using. Ooh. They are able to like if they shoot you in the eye with it, it's gonna at least disable you for a moment. But um, and they are the it, it almost brings up that debate about the water guns needing to have like something that makes it look like a fake gun because these look real, and that's again part of the plot point is they look like real guns, but they're battery operated water pistols, um, and. Yeah, uh, that's my number four, a movie I'm a big fan of, and it was easy to think about that particular toy. Now, those are like the actual Super Soaker kind of water guns. I I, I shouldn't know. Air, I mean, I'm familiar with airheads. I just don't. No, they um, look like uh, Uzis and stuff. Um, like they look like real oh, wow. guns. They look okay, legit, okay. legit. Yeah, and that's it's it's a it's such an interesting plot point because they they don't plan on breaking out the guns. They have them in case something goes wrong. Um, oh my god, I always forget Judd Nelson's in this movie. Um, uh, Ernie Hudson's the cop. Chris Farley's got a small role as the like the deputy. Uh, young David Arquette, Michael Richards, um, you know Kramer himself. But uh, Joe Joe Montana is my favorite part. He's the radio DJ. Um, really love him in this movie. Uh, I think it's my favorite Joe Montana performance because he's not always so good. Um, there was a recent movie I saw him in where he's like a cop. I don't remember if it was a recent movie or if I just saw it recently i can't keep that up uh but he was really not so good in whatever it was i can't think of but um yeah i like him in airheads a whole lot so that's uh that's my number four airheads the water guns 
I, I, you know, it's one of those that I definitely remember being pushed on the, we only bought one or two copies of it, but just on the basis of Adam Sandler being in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I really, all those, you talk about all those other appearances and Brendan Fraser, it, and I just never picked up on it. It just didn't appeal to me. One of these days I'll get to it. Movies about rock bands almost always appeal to me. Um, based, you know, my years as a musician, uh, especially my years, my my years as a musician was a struggling musician. So I can totally relate to uh, this guy is so desperate to get his song played on the radio, um, and it's a uh, even more. It's like it, it involves his love life and stuff. It's I don't know. I really like this film. Um, I'm not saying it's a masterpiece or anything, but it, for me, it clicks. It's only an hour and thirty two minutes too, so it's right in Corey's wheelhouse. Um, Let's uh, move from. I know. Well, I'm I'm actually not surprised because it is. I don't feel like you're a huge Sandler fan. Oh, I really like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, but um, I don't know that this doesn't fall. I mean, I think he's great in it, mind you, but I don't feel like this would fall into like his pantheon of films you should see if you're a Buscemi fan necessarily. Um, although uh, at least not on the list, but. For me, like, I was a huge Encino Man fan, which would have been, like, three years earlier or whatever. So I was already connected to Brendan Fraser. Um, I was definitely a Sandler fan, although I think I didn't get into this movie till after, like, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison had come out. Um, where I was just, like, kind of looking. Anything with Sandler in it, I was going to watch because he was the best. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. And I don't... I've not watched... Uh, I started to watch his most recent film on Netflix, which is getting better reviews than a lot of the other ones but i i couldn't i was just like no nah, i'm not in the mood for it um and i i am a jennifer aniston fan and that wasn't enough to keep me watching so um but that's it let's move to Corey. uh what is your number three top five movie toy i think that this is really funny because mike and i never have overlap i don't think but i also went with fats from magic oh his name is fat oh yeah Wow. Interesting and, indeed. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what made me watch this movie. And I can't even remember how long ago it was because I'm so bad with time. But <laughs> I I don't remember if it was like two or three years ago. Um, but ah, it's just so creepy. And I do like Anthony Hopkins. I haven't seen everything that he's in, of course, because there are a million different... Yeah, you he's know? pretty diverse too. He has yeah. a large body of work, and there, to be honest, there are some that you don't want to. The one Correct. he did with Cuba getting good at getting Junior was not very good. I remember actually just not even finishing it because I'm like, just can't be bothered. But overall, he's not phony phoning it in. Um, it's just sometimes we make bad choices. So, but overall, most of his stuff's worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, agreed, uh, for what I've seen. Um, but, and I think that we were kind of talking about it earlier, but I, ventriloquist dummies and marionettes are just used all over the horror genre. And I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of, um, Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely but seen a, a lot of it. It's TV been a while. Show. Yeah. 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 Um, the episode with the guy who actually he uses a marionette but his hand is actually its own you know I don't know <laughs> it's like a little demon monster thing uh, I don't know like an evil dead 2 type of thing 
Yes! It's like its own thing, and yeah, and they use the marionette to cover that up. But, um, or the ventriloquist dummy, sorry, different things. Yeah, I used to watch uh, all the time on HBO, but I it's been years since I saw those from the Grinch. Oh god, I have them all on DVD. I bought Steel my book. wife the first She's got the Steelbook versions. <laughs> I don't have the books, but if they sold them, I would. Um, I just love that show so much, and I've watched it so many times. And it's always so funny when you watch them and see who pops up in them as, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think, like, Demi Moore is in one. I don't know. It's just... Oh, yeah. The, uh, the yeah, again, the guest celebrities. Stars. All the... Yeah. You get your start in wherever you can, you know. If you can get a job working there, boom. And it has one of the best show intros ever. But anyways... That's my number three. All right. Well, that's hey, that was I a surprise. And I, also, I thought you did a good job of not revealing that that was on your list when we were talking about it. Thanks. All right, uh, Mike. That leads to you then, because we I assume you've already said everything you need to say about fats. Yeah. So what is your number three? All right. This was a uh, new uh, a new challenger appears. I just switched this out because the one I originally had here. I can't believe I'd, I'd left this one off. I'll get to it in a second. But the one I originally had here, we've talked about, uh, not ad nauseum, but it wouldn't have been surprising. I originally, my original pick for this was, and I'm, I'm not including it on honorable mentions because that list is quite full as it is, uh, were the masks from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh. That's what I had. That was that my original pick. Good. Uh, so, okay. So I agree. That definitely suits me. This one, I feel, suits me a whole lot more. Uh, and when you see the other ones on the list, you'll see why I didn't include the masks. Um, I'm going with our, our master of body horror, David Cronenberg. And if you haven't seen this one from 1999, Existence, capital X, capital Z, uh, Jude Law. Uh, is it Jennifer Jason Lee? I'm looking again. Uh, it's it. All right. It, it, it basically goes around this and it ha- it, it really... It, it's kind of scary how eerie it kind of predicted the onset of MMOs and VR because in it, it is almost like a biological game console that you have to have a port on your lower back so that you can Ooh. plug in. So you're fully immersed in the game so much so that you it that's that's the whole premise of it. I mean, you, it goes in the beginning, and it jumps, jumps start, it just hits the ground running. Um, I was, I've forgotten who all was in the movie. Obviously, I remembered Willem Dafoe was in it. Quick appearance. Oh and man, dude! You can, this cast. Yeah, it's a fantastic. This is one of the more accessible Cronenberg films because yes, it has got a kind of body horror element to it, but not like Dead Ringers, not like The Fly, not like Videodrome. Uh, it does have that, and, and once you see the console, it's almost like she had the main protagonist, Allegra, uh, has a bond with it, and I mean, it, it, it's an extension of your body, and it's uh, kind of terrifying. And um, my son and I were both big sword art online, and that's again another premise where you plugged in, and if you die in the game world, you die in real life, and that's not where we're at. And I hope we never get get to that point, but me either. Um, you know, we we've had more time in the last few weeks to be able to jump online and be able to multi, you know, it. And sometimes I feel we're lucky. Well, one, we don't go into game chat a whole lot uh, because just when you go, there's such toxicity in the in gaming communities. 
I've never really found that in Destiny 2. I've really lucked out. Uh, but you go on a, a Black Ops, any yeah. Black Ops, and it is a whole uh, nightmare. Um, how John has been able to deal with it. I think he sticks to his his crew and his friends, but he'll meet other people and has been treated fairly well. But you, you hear yeah. these horror stories yeah, about yeah. the way, you know, I mean, it's just craziness. It, it, if you have not seen this, I know it's available. I have to dig up which service it's on. Oh, I'm in. I was just... I just was watching it the other day and finished it. I would totally watch it again. It is so well done. I really like there's just so much in it. Um, there's another one not nearly as good. Obviously, that you're, there's comparisons to The Matrix, um, but there's one called The 13th Floor that did not do nearly as well, but it has a, a, a de- definite vibe to it. Um, it missed out because it was released, I think, the same year as The Matrix, so it got blown out of the water but existence and that whole um, almost alive because it is a biological game console yeah that's I, I like Cronenberg I've not seen enough of his films I've seen Scanners and The Fly and I think that's my list. well and you those have some pretty gruesome parts yeah. uh, it's not it's not nearly as over the top this is a little more understated for him there are some parts where it's like, ooh, that's kind of ooh, but uh, not not nearly the way, especially Scanners. <laughs> Scanners has that one infamous scene, and the fly has, uh, well, again, it's total destruction of someone's head, and that's bothersome to be to For be sure. sure. Um, well, that I'm I'm gonna uh, follow up, Corey. Have you seen uh, Existence? Existence, I guess. I want to say it weird because it's spelled like crazy, but. I have not. I, have you? Are you a fan of Cronenberg at all? I don't think that I've really seen anything. Okay. Have you? Se- you haven't seen uh, Jeff Goldblum's? Like, it's Cronenberg's The Fly, but with Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. I can't remember. I know that we watched the original for, I think, Movie Club. Yeah, I think the the nineteen fifty fifty something. I don't remember the year now, but um, but, oh man, I love. I mean, it's disturbing. Don't get me wrong. Um, that movie mm-hmm. gets really hard to watch towards the end, but I love well, that movie. But uh, I mean, to be truthful, uh, thinking back, even the original Fly was pretty disturbing. I think for its time, when you get the idea of someone getting crushed under a pneumatic press, that's pretty big, you know, during yeah. that time. So, and and well, in the horrifying end of the original, obviously spoilers with the half man, half you know, you'll mm-hmm. never those people that have to kill the poor man fly or fly man or whatever you want to call it that's pretty horrifying and that's an update i, I really really like that version uh, as gruesome oh, yeah. as it was um I, jeff goldblum gina davis were fantastic in it cronenberg sure. um uh, you gotta really be careful because some of them are like dead ringers i've watched again recently but i've not finished and it's very, really disturbing in its own way existence has some bothersome aspects um, let's see, 1999, so almost 20 years ago, is very visionary, I feel like. It's like, wow, it's crazy. Um, I wish he was still making more film, though. Um, but this is like his pinnacle, I feel. Well, that's a good one. Let's, um, you actually, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of yours. You made me change my list because I hadn't thought about video games <laughs> as a toy, which it totally is, and I didn't think that way. And so I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go with a movie that most people probably hate. But as a kid, 
it was probably oh, like my first like addictive horror film that I I rewatched Ooh. on HBO like all the time. Uh, mm. It was uh, it was definitely you know what I'm not con- I'm not going to confirm that this had a theatrical Brain- release, but I'm pretty sure it did. Brain um, scan. It's brain scan, dude. Freaking yeah, brain I scan. Knew it. I knew it. I, um, I felt. I just had this feeling. I, I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, Brain Scan, it's Eddie, Ed, Eddie, because he's Furlong. my buddy. Eddie Furlong. Uh, Eddie Furlong. A couple years after Terminator 2, which I saw in theaters and loved Terminator 2 uh, so, so much. Um, when this came out, I, I watched it all the time. Like, it was always <laughs> on. And every time, it was always on, like, real late, and I would stay up and watch it. And um, I thought it was so scary, and it was like, you know, this idea of the VR becoming real. Like, because he's, like, murdering people, but then the murders started actually happening. And man, as soon as you said existence, I was like, "Oh my god! I, how do I not include Brain Scan on my list?" Because while it's been a long time, and I'm sure the movie does not hold up, I, it it was I, one that as a kid I loved. So, uh, Brain Scan, man, good. Thank you for helping me think of something that was a little different. Because I, I moved one off my list that I felt was a little too obvious uh, that a lot of people like I saw on a lot of other lists when I was researching. There, um, oh, I didn't know Frank Langella was in this one. Me either, right? Um, like... That's interesting. Uh, I I can totally see this pick. Um, again, I almost missed out on existence. I'm glad I it came to mind all of a sudden. I'm like, why, why would I pick one? Because Halloween 3 is over, over, and over, I've mentioned. Uh, Brain Scan, yeah, at the time, let's see, that's 94. So I'm still at the video store. I remember this was pretty popular. Um, and I know there's another one that's been done recently that's it's really badly done um but it has to do with a group of friends instead of just a loner kid uh that they're jumping in i cannot remember i'll try to find it but that that's one of those things i I figured would take off a lot more um what else came around around that time do you remember ray fines in strange days I've never seen Strange Days. I'm familiar with Strange Days. And then um, Virtuosity with uh, Russell Crowe and mm-hmm. Denzel. I and, used to watch yeah. a lot, too. Yeah. Um, although I Definitely. don't think... I guess that's technically a toy, although I don't remember what it was. This also, I feel like... Um, do you remember the Sega CD? Like, I feel like this yes. was like... Because it's a disc, I think, in the movie, and it was like... And they're used to promote, promote the Sega cd option or peripheral maybe i think so i feel like there was something for this um because that was like you know it was such a weird idea and it was like i think people even scoff like games on a disc and then now that's the norm but you know at the time it was like we didn't do that i mean because even there were used CD to cartridges weren't there yeah you still had floppies for c for most computers at that point so um yeah i I I really did enjoy this, um, especially it's a comedy horror, which still was like my preference. I love a good comedy horror. If the humor works, it doesn't always. Uh, but I remember just as a kid really being kind of creeped out by the trickster. Um, I thought Furlong was solid in this. And again, I was a fan of his because of Terminator 2. I think I was maybe forgiving of his performance. Um, if it wasn't good, I don't, again, I haven't seen it now, so I don't know if it would hold up, but... Um, Corey, this to me it feels like this would have been one that either you would have skipped completely, or also been a fan of, uh, because of the horror nature of it. What have you ever seen it? I haven't, and I, I mean, I don't really know what he's up to now, but I used to really like Edward Furlong movies. He's still acting apparently, because uh, his is he? List, oh, he's got. Some, I, I mean, at least within that. the last couple of years, um, he's got some uh, 
2017, he's in a film called The Reunion. Uh, he's in Star Trek Renegades. I don't even know what that is. Is that like a fan film? Renegades? Yes, Star- that is. That is. Okay. It's a, it, it has a pretty good following. Uh, it's fair. I mean, it's production values of the 60s uh, Star Trek. But I yeah. did dig up um, the one I was thinking of. It. Not Frankie Munoz from Malcolm in the Middle was oh. in it. Uh, Jimmy Simpson looks familiar. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia from uh, This Is Us and Gilmore Girls was in it. Adam Goldberg's the one that stuck out to me. He's okay. the name that I remember. Uh, it was called Stay Alive, and it had ah. to do with online video gaming. Uh, you could pair it up. You may or may not like it, but Brain Scan. Yeah, that's 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 a classic. A Triple feature: day. Brain Scan, ex- Existence, and uh, Stay Alive. Uh, I, if you do that, I would recommend the order be Stay Alive, Brain Scan, Existence, and uh, end on a good note. And then Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, where I, you're sucked uh, into a video game. Only if you feel like Existence was way too dark for you, Got it. then use that as your. As Power for Audible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, just call an Audible and, and, and just bring it in. That movie's funny, though. I got to say, Jumanji it, No, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it was very surprising, and then we have Rampage, but anyway. Ugh. All right, let's get to Corey's number two because we're running a little long. Corey, what is your number two movie toy? Okay. Um, I hope that I pronounce this correctly. Der Clown from Krampus. Oh. The Jack in the Box. Yeah. Definitely. Each children. <laughs> it's Der Clown, you said? Uh, like the Der uh, Clown. You know, oh, there frau. we go. Frau like, <laughs> um, I wish that I had seen this in theaters. It is still one of my favorite Halloween Horror Night houses that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love it. It, it. I want to laugh because it's so ridiculous, but it's equally creepy and the toys are just horrifying but especially the jack-in-the-box yeah for sure can't this whole thing i surely went into it thinking this is going to be a pile of burning garbage yes and it was not anything else that has krampus attached to it um is a flaming pile of garbage this one is not. It was just so well done. It fit well. That ending, when you get around to it, uh, giving me flashbacks of St. Elsewhere, the TV series from long ago, which kind of gives me gives away my age. But, yeah, so just the creativity and, you know, you're bringing in this this lore and mythology from the old world that really, they did it so well. Yeah, and I mean the cast in this movie too. Like it's it's a comedic oh, yeah. masterpiece. But then Tony Collette, who is such a freaking chameleon, she's... I often forget she's in stuff because I love her so much. How um, good is she in everything? Everything. Can, like can you, everything. How, she is so consistent. How can you? I mean, I can't think of something that she was no, not good in. But I just watched About a Boy for the first time last week. Yeah, and she's, she's still great in it. Yeah, and she's so great and almost unrecognizable in it. And with her mm-hmm. accent, too, because, like, I'm like, okay, I don't know if she's actually, like, from somewhere else, because I've always just assumed she was American. Um, no, but, Australian, I believe. Australian, yeah, if I, if I but recall, she has a total thick accent in About a Boy, um, which threw me, because I'm like, uh, wow, okay, her American accent's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Because never noticed that she had an accent before, but, and I've seen a lot of her movies, but... 
Um, big time fan of her. David Koechner is always a great comedic supporting guy. Um, and man, the kids in that movie too were just on point. Um, yeah. She's a lead singer of her own band. Did you know that? I did not know that. I'm going to have to check out the band. Do you have a name? Tony Collette and the Finish. Oh, it's named after her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's from Australia. Uh, yeah, Muriel's Wedding is my first ever memory of her. Still need to watch that. I've not seen. Uh, I just you do. Um, I didn't watch until a few years um, ago. The only one, and it's not bad because of her. It's just the the story and content, and I don't want to get too far. It's a Japanese story, but I still liked it a lot, quite a bit. It's it's not what I expected out of a going into it a romantic uh, drama. Well, I just looked up Tony Collette's band is on Google Play Music, so I will be listening oh, to that later. Well, yes, <laughs> That's why she uses her name. <laughs> she could just read the phone book or read her whatever she comes up, and I'm sure I will enjoy it. Well, uh, good good pick, Corey. That's a cool one. I didn't even think to use, like, uh, mm-hmm. although I, there is a trend. Uh, except for your number five, we're looking at three horror movies and on your list. Horror? Uh, it's how it all started. And two of Mike's are technically horror, I think. Uh, Hook horrifies some people. Um, what is <laughs> your number two? Oh, we're back to me already? We're back to you. Uh, speaking of horror, um, I'm going to 1987, and this is one of those no gray area films. I, it still holds up for me, the long-running Hellraiser franchise. I, I oh. went with the cube. The Oh, okay. It, actually, it's called the Lament Configuration. Uh, I always just knew it as the weird Rubik's Cube because whenever anyone played with it, if you're not careful, you're going to open that portal for the Cenobites and go from there. Sometimes those toys you shouldn't tinker with, this is one of them. And uh, Hellraiser 2 was iffy. I I thought I've heard that they're wanting to redo this. They might could do that. Uh, This is one that with time, the poor franchises, like we mentioned, saw has kind of lost its way. Uh, they don't even have the original Pinhead anymore. Uh, Bradley, Paul Bradley. Names are escaping me today. I'm getting old. Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Yeah. Thank you, Doug Bradley, the classic Pinhead. He's no longer Pinhead anymore, but he should be forever Pinhead. Uh, but I digress. Yeah, the Lamentation uh, Cube figure here is configuration is what i went with i've actually never seen any of these movies <gasps> in their entirety i've seen Same. parts oh. of them oh. really see i that's um i'm familiar with clive barker as like you know this kind of horror guy but mm-hmm. uh never got into uh i don't think any of his stuff you've i've seen candy mentioned Man. yeah candy Man. Animan's got a Nightbreed. Did you ever get around to Nightbreed? No, but I knew that one from you because um, that's been on your list in the past. Um, um, what's the other one that has Scott Bakula in it? He's the magician. He's not directed much. Actually, he's only done seven films, but he's written quite a few. Yeah, the one really that I feel is... Uh, Stephen King's had so many adaptations. Clive Barker, his work, which is really difficult to say, huge. Think about like the stand length. It's a novel called Imagica, and it goes across several dimensions and worlds. So that's probably why no one's tried to attach themselves to it. Got it. He wrote the a short story that the Midnight Meat Train is based on that I've been oh, yeah, yeah. meaning yeah. to watch because Bradley Cooper's in that movie. It's um, creepy. It's definitely atmospheric. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that one too. 
But okay, well, Hellraiser. Uh, we Corey and I have nothing to add because we haven't seen it. Um, and I'd like to point out at this moment, I've only seen one of Mike's uh, four, uh, and I believe Corey has seen that same one with Hook. Well, actually, you've seen two because you saw Magic. Um, yeah. So now I'm just having to wait and see if his number one is on my list. Um, guys, I know that you both have seen the movie I'm about to drop because I made you watch it. Um, I went with Pokey, uh, <laughs> the stuffed elephant from Hudson Hawk. Um, because <laughs> how could I not? Um, I, I love Hudson Hawk. It makes sense. Um, Pokey is a major uh, plot point. Not a major character. It doesn't show up again. But the kid's, you know, beating the elephant up against the rail. And he uses the, her stuffed elephant to test the security system. And, uh, you know, without Pokey, he wouldn't have been prepared to rob the Codex from that. Uh, it's not. It's the Vatican, but it's not the Vatican. I think it's like a side museum or something. But um, Pokey, the stuffed elephant. You know, I, I love Hudson Hawk. I, I know it's bad. But I, I find a lot of joy in the movie, and I was a kid when I saw it for the first time, so I've never been able to let it go. Um, Bruce Willis in the scene is great. Andy McDowell, who Andy McDowell is in a new horror movie coming out. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for, uh, I think it's Ready or Not. It's like a hide-and-seek-inspired movie. Actually, it, it looks kind of good. Um, I was a little surprised. I, I had not anticipated wanting to see a movie that features hide-and-seek, but... It, you know what it reminded me of? Um, um oh, wait 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 is it the uh hold on oh it's I, I not can't a think... movie oh it's not a movie never mind totally no not. it reminded me of a short story i think that it might be in one of the um scary stories to tell in the dark books but oh. i can't quite remember i read hmm. so read and have like love um horror anthologies but there is a short story about a this woman gets married and on her wedding day the family plays hide and go seek and they think that she's abandoned the family but then they end up finding her corpse many years later in a trunk and she had accidentally gotten locked in there and they were playing well i don't know what this is this is weird yeah i i'm a fan um of this one which annie mcdowell is in so uh, Pokey the Stuffed Elephant. It was a fun toy, and I thought, you know, I'm trying to be a little more surprising with my picks. While the movie itself isn't surprising, I do feel like the toy might be one that people would forget, you know? But it's it's important. It has, that one scene is really crucial to the film. So. I'll be honest, I forgot it. I forgot uh, Pokey. But, but you're then, right, now that you mention it, I, yeah. I remember him being flung Yes. without it, regard. The big glass, like, uh, like, cage i guess you call it because that's essentially what it is comes down around the uh the codex and it uh it actually messes up too because the, the gas comes out um but because pokey's wedged underneath the cage the gas actually is leaking us so everyone has to run and it's it's an important scene pokey uh so pokey also possibly endangered the lives correct of all the prey he cared not he cared not about wow. the lives of the innocent um heartless all right <laughs> well I know both of you have seen that. There's probably not much else to add to it, but let's go to our number one picks. We're at Corey's number one. What toy made it on your list? Is it another sex toy, I'm wondering? Um, uh, 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 no, I actually just changed it because my first pick was a little on the nose. Um, was it a I, fake nose? Like, like you know those the Groucho goggles? 
No, it was Annabelle from the first Conjuring. Ah, okay. But I changed it because I (gasps) didn't. Um, I'm a horrible person. Oh. I missed your message last night about the list. And I'm so glad you reminded us because I just made my list after work today. Um, And then I was making my list and then I forgot that Annabelle Comes Home comes out this week or next week. I'm so bad. I don't know when movies are coming out. I'm just like, oh, I want to go to the movies. And I look and I see or I know something's coming, so I forget. But um, I am going with Penny's Teddy Bear from The Rescuers. Oh, okay. I love this movie so much. I know I've talked about it before. I feel like it's one of the lesser seen Disney movies. And I just think that it's such a great movie. Um, But anyway, Penny Penny takes her bear with her everywhere. But she gets kidnapped. And I can't even remember the evil woman's name in it. But she hides, um, like, diamonds in the bear. Oh. So very so, important to the plot. Yeah, I mean, this woman has like pet alligators. She's like a knockoff Cruella Deville. I felt I wanted to I, say. I feel like she's a little more build. terrifying than. Oh, than Cruella. For some reason, I was thinking Ursula. I just watched Little Mermaid recently. Mm. Um, yeah, but that was my number one. I interesting I choice. I saw the second one. Oh, sure. Down Under. Yeah. I don't know if I, I... I feel like I probably saw this one, but it's been a long time if I ever did. Um, but, man, even, like, the animation looks rough in the images. Like, like the people look purple. But, um... Oh, they don't oh, look Bob that Newhart. way. I like Bob <laughs> Newhart a lot. Um, Penny's Teddy Bear, Rescuers. I wish I had more to add. I don't really... Mike, do you have anything? No, uh, my memory is foggy. Um, it's been so long since I've watched The Rescuers. Nice, nice. interesting, obscure puck pull. Yeah, like, and I do know, I knew you were a fan of this movie actually, so it's not as uh, shocking to me. But I, I think it's a cool one because I think it is a movie that gets forgotten. Um, and it, they, they re-released it right before Down Under came out to try to like make people care about the sequel because. It's funny because we talk about these, like, we talk about, like, Incredibles 2 taking 14 years, but Rescuers came out in 77, and The Rescuers Down Under came out in 1990. So, like... Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so, you know, that's, what, 13 years? Um, between, I guess, Incredibles wins. But still, like, it's still a huge gap between uh, the two films. Although, to be fair, these were would have been hand-drawn animation uh, versus the computer-generated, although... Um, Incredibles 2 looks phenomenal so the, the technology is definitely uh, majorly different in the 14 years between the two films But alright, that leads us to Mike's number one then alright, well I'm going with an old favorite uh, from 1982 I might be stretching the definition of toy but um, I'm not to the way that Corey did for the <laughs> original pick but um, in a cast of all males this is the only female that is non- <gasps> pictured uh no visible uh image of them uh mccrady from the thing is passing time and playing chess wizard which if you pay attention closely it's actually chess wizard on an apple II, 
Uh, I originally thought it was an Apple IIe, but that that's besides the point. It was the old classic that was stuck in many an elementary school classroom with the monochrome green, and uh, the, the the software never had voice. But John Carpenter added Adrian Barbeau's voice to call out the end. Before the final fate of this poor chess wizard, which, according to what I've read, did play legally. However, some of the chess moves don't make sense. And he takes his bottle of, not Jack, I want to say it's J&B, and he, not bottle, actually. He's had a nice cup of it on the rocks, and he throws it and accuses poor chess wizard of being a cheating blankety-blank and kills it. The oh, only man. female. Yeah, it's a very quick scene, but you get an idea of what McCready is like. Uh, which oh. he ends up being a lovable old lug, but uh, that's the toy I went with. Well, for thank my you, number Mike, one, it's... for picking the thing because I've seen this movie, <laughs> <laughs> so I hit Phew. my two. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I love this movie. I wouldn't have thought about the chess wizard, but that's a really cool pull. Um, in fact, again, with if you hadn't brought up uh, ex- existence, I wouldn't have thought of brain scan because um, I video games totally a toy. Did not think about that. Um, because then I, I mean, now I'm thinking like the wizard would have been cool. Like they play Super I Mario Brothers debated, 3. I debated, debated. Yeah, um, I, man, this is one I feel like I should have just sat with my movies and like flipped through all of them, and I probably would have thought of a hundred more things to include. Um, I mean, and then if I threw Corey's parameter, I'm thinking of like Sing Street, where the mom you know pulls out a vibrator, boom, oh, that's a sex toy. Wow. Um, At least Bianca is never. Use, well, hey, oh we God. don't see it used in Sing Street. We just see her, you know, check the but batteries and close the door. You know, who knows? They're still, means. you know. Oh my God! And that makes me think of Parenthood. See, I don't know why. God, I'm out of here. <laughs> because they're all having a family dinner and they find, is it Diane Weist? Um, ah. Mm-hmm. And and she keeps it in the kit in the dining room. I think huh? hidden in like a. What right? is uh, yeah, not the right place for it. Should not be a place for or it. her kid comes in with it and everybody's sure, singing at dinner. Are you sure it wasn't like a mixer? I'm pretty sure because <laughs> she got really embarrassed. Well, I mean, you could, it's multifunction. Using it. Um, Maybe she's using it as a mixer. Nobody wants to buy a, a tool that only works for one specific function. Right? Yeah, mo- that's a monotasker. Yeah, you want a multitasker. Exactly. Um, I'm out of here. All right, so let's move on. Uh, my number one is super lame in that it's it's so predictable on so many levels, but I refuse to uh, change my number one because it is true. Um, Woody from Toy Story, all of them, uh, the whole franchise. I don't know if you guys know this, but Toy Story 3 is the movie that finally made me comfortable with crying at a movie. I cried three times, and every single time I've ever watched Toy Story 3, I cry at those same moments. And it made me finally comfortable with the idea of crying at movies. Now I cry movies all the time. Um, in fact, Toy Story 4 didn't cry much the first viewing. The second viewing, I was crying because I knew what was coming. And like I had tears in my eyes throughout almost all of Toy Story 4. And a big part of it is I love and connect with Woody so much. And it's funny because I used to always like rep Buzz Lightyear. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that Woody is the character that I really love. Like I, I think Buzz is cool. But Woody is me I, in every aspect. The the worry wart, the, the feel to like need to control everything. I connect with this character so, so much. 
and I know it. this whole list is basically because of Toy Story's release, but I love these movies. They are in my top 50 films of all time. Um, I, I don't, I refuse to separate them, so I'm just throwing the whole franchise in there. I do the same thing with Star Wars and Back to the Future. They're not listed separately, they're listed as a franchise, because I love the whole franchise, all three of those. I, I do have some issues with the Star Wars one, but Toy Story 4 um, is so fantastic. I had so much reserva- I had so many reservations about that film. I, I did not think they could have pulled off a fourth one, especially after how great the third one was, and they nailed it. Uh, all four movies are excellent. I, I have no way of putting them in order. I love all four, and Woody is a big part of that. Honestly, could just say all the toys from the movie because I love all of them, um, but Woody's the one that I definitely connect with on the most visceral level, and um, I see myself in him, So minus the, the you know snake in my boots, but that's my number one. Sorry for being. Do lame. you have Do you have Andy written on your soul? Um, I had that tattoo done uh, when I was twenty. Oh, um, I haven't actually, but I might now uh, that you mentioned. Oh. It. Um, I'll just get Kathy on my foot instead. Um, in the same like. In the same yes, and whenever she walks in the room, I'll just collapse Scroll. from now on. That way, I don't do chores. You know, <laughs> be like, oh, I passed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that is my number one. Um, you guys have anything to add about the Toy Story? You know, it fits with the list. Uh, honestly, I thought they all should have been incinerated in part three, but you know. Oh my god. Evil. No, I just surely would have thought that's what have happened. Yeah. Well, alright, then I think, uh, Corey, you've got nothing for Toy Story? I love these movies. I can't wait to see the fourth one. I think that whoever did the marketing for that movie should not be allowed to market anymore but um because <laughs> i wasn't excited until the last trailer that i saw um but i think we all love tom hanks mm. and they're all toys but i feel like somehow he's the most human one. Oh yeah um and he's even kind of a jerk in the first one and i hadn't mm-hmm. seen the first one in such a long time until a couple of years ago and it was so interesting just watching that movie because they've come such a long way with their animation too. Oh my god! Like yeah. I forgot. Like it kind of looks fumbly. Wait till but... you see the fourth one. It, it is so gorgeous. It, it is insane that it's an Dang. animated movie. Like it's crazy. I I just love Woody a lot, and I mean he and Buzz make a good team, but they do. So do him and Jesse, and and yeah. him and Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Um, which is Annie Potts. I don't know if you guys know that, but Bo Peep has always been Annie I did Potts. I <gasps> not oh, realize oh, I did that. I not you. know that. Okay. Yeah. And so, she's, she's super mm. great in 4. Um, that's all I'm going to say. She's amazing in 4. I, I love Bo Peep so, so much. Um, yeah, I, I love all the toys. Like, uh, Jessie is Joan Cusack. Uh, people often don't realize that. And she's, I'm a big Cusack fan, both Joan and John. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Tim Allen. Without question, Buzz Lightyear is the best thing Tim Allen's ever done, right? Like, I don't think you could argue anything better than his Buzz Lightyear character. Um, so, yeah, that's that's our top five, guys. Uh, we're going to get into our honorable mentions real quick, and then we'll wrap up this episode. Um, Corey, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I have Jumanji. Yes, yes. Board game from Jumanji. I had Woody and uh, Scuba Steve from <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> and that is it okay uh mike 
Oh my I god, had... Steve, I'm sorry, hold on. Scuba Steve was such a good pull. I am mad at myself for not having that on my list. Yeah, I debated Scuba Steve. I debated Scuba Steve, but I figured that everybody I mean, would have picked Scuba Steve. So. I mean, that's such a good one, but I didn't even think about it. That was my husband, so I wouldn't put I it on my list. I am so cause... mad at myself for not having that on my list. Because I love Big Daddy. I need to Come rewatch on, that movie. Side. It's been such a long time. Oh my god. And just when he has a fit in the McDonald's because he can't get a Happy Meal yet? Yes. God, just, it's breakfast. He's just peeing. He's just peeing over here. Mind your business. I can wipe my own butt. Oh, so good. Uh, Alright, I went with Thomas the Tank Engine and Ant-Man because I totally did not expect mm. that. Uh, you know, especially a huge one like that. I can Speak and spell. I, yeah, that was... Uh, oh uh, most God. of these are going to win Speak and Spell from E.T. E.T. Oh, Because it's a vital component of E.T. And so something good. I wanted, wanted so much in my youth and never got. And I've actually eBay searched it, but I just, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm skipping this one, but going to come back to it. The Clown from Poltergeist. Nice. And so the, the Red Rider BB gun from A Christmas Story. That, that one was too. tough. Tough to not include, but the, this one is a stretch because um, I'm not a fan. Of, the, the main reason I like this one it's it's only a slight like, not a major like. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. If you look closely, uh, if I remember correctly, and I might be mistaken, this with the Spider-Man one. I, I know that it makes an appearance in Spider-Man, but if you look closely, there is some mention to Magic: The Gathering in the Apprentice's room. I think that also appeared in, uh, I think there's an Magic the Gathering Invasion poster. So by that, I figure they have a bunch of Magic the Gathering cards. So I went with the Sorcerer's Apprentice because I pretty much, I, I, if I, unless fine. my memory's failed me, I'm assuming, and I probably it's dangerous to do so, that they have a collection of Magic the Gathering cards because they obviously are a fan. So that's, that's interesting. Fun. Um, I don't have many to add because you guys took a couple of mine. Red Rider BB Gun was actually in my top five, but I dropped it out for Brain Scan because I felt it was such an obvious one. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do currently own a Red Rider BB Gun I got for Christmas last year, um, thanks to my loving wife. Um, I I was going to include the Dead Silence dummy, but assumed Corey would have it on her list. Every time I do that, Corey seems to like <laughs> negate me. <laughs> I've um, talked about it so many times. Yeah, well, and you're the reason I watched it, so even more why I figured you would have it. And then um, so I had Blade from Puppet Master because I didn't realize, Mike, you did the research, found out that it was a TV movie only. You could have gotten away with that, totally by the way. But, it, but no, it's not in my top five, but I really like Blade. Actually, I kind of like a lot of the puppets, but Blade was the one that's mm -hmm. the most memorable. Yeah, that's... Um, and then uh, the one that you didn't mention, uh, or I didn't hear any of you guys mention, the giant floor keyboard from Big. Um, yep. I'm big. I'm a big fan, and uh, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. giant floor keyboard was great. I wanted one so bad, and they did have, like, they had like a rollout one, like where it was like a mat, and it just never, never the same as what you saw in that movie. Um, they recently just reopened that toy store, actually, which is the same oh. toy store in uh, Coleman too. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but my uh, editor at BerkReviews.com, David, was able to go uh, to the grand opening um, while he was in New York, actually. So, um, or the grand reopening, I guess, is what the correct term is. But yeah. that is our uh, top five movie toys in honor of the release of Toy Story 4, uh, Child's Play, I guess, and um, Annabelle Coming Home, or whatever the crap it's called. Um, 
mainly Toy Story. Let's be real. That's the real reason. <laughs> I do find it amusing, though, that within a week they've released three movies about sentient toys. But, you know, um, that's how it happens for, sometimes. Further proof that the Matrix is or, or the existence system is in proper working <laughs> order. Um, but that's our top five. We'd love to hear your list. Uh, you can reach out to us um, on social media. I am at Burke Reviews. Corey? At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. And Mikey. I'm at Server Mikey. And we'll be back in two weeks with another top five. Uh, in the meantime, if you like what we're doing, please rate and review the podcast. Corey and I are uh, ending our um, month of A River Runs Through It over at Movie Club, which is on the same uh, podcast. If you're subscribed to this, you're getting Movie Club as well. Uh, we are going to be watching 12 Angry Men, and we just recently reviewed Roadhouse, the Patrick Swayze um I don't even know what to call that movie, but well, you can listen to that episode and uh, listen to our upcoming episode on 12 Angry Men, the original 12 Angry Men from the 50s, I think, um, or 60s or whatever. Uh, but until next time, we say here, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts, covering the entire movie verse as something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers. <laughs>